Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. I think you can hear the waves smashing in the background. What a gorgeous day. And uh, well, we're out here. Had my morning swim. It's, uh, there wasn't a tsunami that came, but boy, oh boy, it's big. And, uh, and fun. <laughs> so, uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about what is a vision. So inside the heart of every living human being is a vision. Now, if you're at a got-to place in life, your vision is tomorrow. You're hoping like crap that tomorrow is better than today. You're hoping like that something doesn't happen. You're hoping that something does happen. And the vision shrinks to fit the world and the circumstances you're in. Your vision shrinks to fit it. That's just the way it is. When our vision shrinks, we become a got-to person. We become very much locked in to living in the now. And that's not inspired in the now. That's a different now. It's, it's about rules and uh, anxieties and stresses and reactions because we're just hoping that tomorrow somebody signs the contract but we're hoping that tomorrow somebody likes us we're hoping that today even they can get that desperate we're hoping that today it works out to be the way exactly how we want it and this living in the short term is a vision it's not wrong, it's the vision of a person in a got-to space. Now, what do we know about got-to? Got-to burns a lot of fuel. And so a person in a got-to space is spending an enormous amount of time uh, working on, uh, spending an enormous amount of time surviving. They're reactive, they're emotional, they're stressed, they're nervous, they're tired a lot, they're fatigued. And so this state of play, this, this got-to place, is, is primal. And there's nothing wrong with primal, is there? You think about it, primal's good. Why not? However, if you have, on the other hand, some form of aspiration to put a dent in the universe as Steve Jobs said or do something immortal that stands the test of time other than make money go home take a poo and go back to work then you're going to be saying to yourself am I really seriously in a got-to space blowing my energy and my vitality and my life Am I in a got-to space thinking that I'm making an immortal impact? Well, the answer would be categorically no. So, there's a contradiction here, isn't there? One, there's got-to living for the very short term 
for tomorrow, or even the next hour if you're suicidal, hoping the next hour will be better than the last hour. This is not uh, going to manifest something big. If you're going for an interview and you're hoping the interview is successful, you've accidentally dropped into a got-to space, haven't you? going for an interview and knowing what your vision is and holding that as the mantle and saying my vision is going to manifest over the next three four years and uh, that's I'm in a love to space I'm inspired and now I'm going to do the interview from that place well there's a totally different result than someone saying I've got to I've got to get this, I've got to get this, I've got to get this. And I think we get into these got-to spaces accidentally thinking that that's how we manifest shit. You know, if I'm out swimming just like I've been out in the sea and it's rough and it's wild and I get into a got-to space thinking that's going to get me to where I want to swim to, I start breathing shorter. I start, my diaphragm raises up, so I can't get a full breath. My body tenses up. Blood rushes to certain parts of the body and starves others. And the probability of me drowning went up while I thought, while I could think, that I was actually doing the best thing for myself by gritting my teeth and saying, fuck you, I'm gonna do this. And that's what you hear with these podcasts with, that come out of America, the sporty ones with Joe Rogan and the CrossFit people. Fuck you, I'm gonna do this. And you go, yeah, that's what they're teaching people to act primal, to create long-term vision. Or they satisfying an appetite from angry people or from frustrated people to operate about the level of a monkey. Consciousness means a vision that you hold eternally. And you work on that vision every day. You work on that vision. It's beyond arguments. It's beyond who you live with. It's beyond what your job is, it's beyond all these things. It's what are you going to do? What immortal impact are you going to leave? What's your vision? Five years, three years, ten years? What's your vision? And then you do the interviews. And then you have the meetings. And then you negotiate the car accidents and the traffic and the electricity bill and the new house and the renovation. Then you negotiate all this stuff from that position. Then you negotiate whether people like you or don't like you. What you eat, what you don't eat. It's interesting to do the juice cleanse. I'm on doing day five of the five day juice cleanse today. I got more energy today than I did the day before I started it. It's very funny that you think starving yourself of food, solid food, is going to rob you of energy. It's just a miracle to see how little food you need. 
most of what I've been consuming for the last five days has just been water with a bit of flavor in it. Cleverly though, I sincerely say that the second juice, whatever it's called, it's black. It's got charcoal and trifla from India in it. Oh, spectacular. And But you end up with um, jet black discharge, if, if that's a nice way of putting it on. But I do a juice cleanse not because it makes me feel good today, but because I have an ambition to live very long time. And I know from time to time my eating habits fluctuate. And so just a week, giving my body a little bit of a break now. I'm not a purist juice cleanser. I do snack in the evening. Uh, about 6 p.m. I have the broth, the last of the summer cleanse juices, which is a really lovely soup, and I have it cold. It's just gorgeous. But I do have, I do supplement that with sometimes roasted veggies or a salad, just to settle me down for the evening. So, what is a vision? Well. A vision's nothing more than what's in your heart already. It's not like you're making something up, inventing it, going, oh gee, I haven't got a vision, what's my vision? You're saying, I need to calm down, or as we say, calm the fuck down. I need to sit down, sit the fuck down. I need to settle down, settle the fuck down. I need to put down on a piece of paper what's already in there. Now you've had it in there since you're a kid. You say, I want to be a, a fire person, or I want to be a police person, or I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to... You've got to say to yourself, what is it about an entrepreneur that you want? And that's the vision. It's not being an entrepreneur. It's wealth, or power, or fun, or freedom, or excitement, or challenge. Now. When you're a kid and you said you want to be a fireman, fire person or a police person or something like that, you didn't calculate into that all the hard work that was involved. And therefore it's very pure, very innocent, very clean. It just simply says the intent. I want to be a fireman because I want to put out fires. Well, you can be a management consultant. I want to be a police person because they save people. You could be a doctor, you could be a life coach, you could be a, uh, a leader who has compassion. I want to be a doctor as a kid. Well, why do you want to be a doctor? What's it, what is it about being a doctor you really want? I want to work on the human body. You could be a painter be a sculptor, you could be a masseuse, <clears throat> you could even work in the pharmaceutical industry, as long as you know you're doing what you dreamt of when you're a kid. Now this inner child, this work of the inner child is not the child's inner voice, it's the intent, it's your vision. Now remember, when you're a kid you didn't have, when you're a kid you didn't have 
logic when you said something. You just said, I want a beer. And what you need to do is milk that, extract that, find out what it was about that, and that becomes your vision. And then you ask, how am I going to do those things that I extracted? And then you can start materialising it into management consultant or life coach or doctor or lawyer or whatever it is. And then you realise how confused the ego becomes when it says, do I want to have children? Do I want to have, live in Sydney? Do I want to go fishing tomorrow? Do I want to drive a Tesla because it's environmentally friendly? You can see the ego, the mind, starts playing games. But the vision is really pure and clean. And therefore fantastic. I'll share mine for whatever it's worth. Sorry, I've just been a bit distracted. There's a naked woman in front of me and she's quite attractive and I'm just trying not to look. So I'm just a bit distracted. I don't want to talk too loud because it makes it sound like I'm talking about her, which I am. Ah, right, I'm past. So, uh, what was I? Mine. I want to be a pervert. No, I don't. So, my very first memory of wanting to be something was a hero. That sounds really ridiculous. I know you're going to all laugh. And I always dressed up as a superhero. I loved Superman. I loved Broken Arrow. Uh, the Lone Ranger. I loved these things because each one of them represent, represented to me a person who rescued. They went out and rescued. Um, as I grew up, I used to watch a TV show called Rescue 8, which is probably the most ridiculous TV show ever written now. But at the time, it was just so fantastic. And it represented this Rescue 8, and it represented a team who went out and got people out of places they were stuck. So if you take that and say, well, Chris, what do you want to do in your life? Do you, want, do you want to be Superman? Do you want to be Batman? You go, as you grow up, you realize Superman, uh, there's kryptonite and, Superman, you know, and, uh, and there were f people after him and all that. You, you come to realize that it's not all beer and Skittles. It's not just uh, a fantasy. You realize that there's, there's work involved in being that hero and you go, well, what am I good at? What's my talent? Where's my expertise? That, that uh, uh, motivation, instruction, the instruction, the instructor, the adult starts to appear and says, well, what can you do? But the most important thing as to whether I was working with my, and if you watch the flow of this, is quite interesting. I started, my first business was environmental engineering. What was my mission? Save the planet. Absolutely, categorically. I studied four years at the university, 
I worked part-time in, in an air pollution control firm. I started my own air pollution control uh, business. I actually worked with absolute conviction and commitment to uh, abate pollution, air pollution all over Australia and worked throughout the world on them. I became a, a global authority on hot gas filtration and all the time the motive was to be Superman, was to save the planet, save people from pollution. And although I didn't overtly call myself Superman, I didn't overtly say, well, look at me, the hero, I was really motivated by the same thing that made me want to be Superman. I hope that makes sense. Or Batman, or, or the Lone Ranger, or, or Tonto, or, or, or Broken Arrow, or, or, or whichever hero I was a thing. I wanted to rescue the planet. That's what was born in me. And if you go back further, you'll find that my father was a lost soul with the loss of my mum. I wanted to rescue him too really doesn't matter all that stuff it doesn't matter if you find out what you wanted to be as a kid and find out the essence of it you'll find it's dictated your whole life we sabotage anything we can't link to our purpose my first marriage was part of the part of the process of building air pollution control business my first wife and I built that business together she was instrumental in making that business function her father uh, worked in a bank and helped me get a loan to buy the, the bankrupt business uh, and start. She provided confidence for me. She provided security. Without her, there would be no air pollution business. So you can see, my first wife, I didn't sabotage until the business got so big that I couldn't work out what the hell and I'm talking subconsciously. What the hell? Having her in my life had anything to do with building the new global business, which is where I reached with my air pollution control. I wanted to save the planet, but I wasn't saving the planet anymore. I suddenly realized that for every air pollution that I fixed, another one started. And I suddenly realized that I wasn't the hero. And from that, it's very interesting, from that, my marriage failed and I went on to become a professional speaker. And what was I speaking about? People living consciously, leadership, people treating each other well and living inspired lives. And why was I speaking about that? Because I wanted to save them. I wanted to save their businesses. I wanted to save them. There's Superman all over again. Now, standing in front of a group of people as a professional speaker from running an air pollution control business took me seven years. Two years full-time MBA, three more years acting training, speech training, script writing. After seven years and 500 free talks, which we've talked about a lot on the podcast with Walter Dickman, I became a professional. I got paid for a gig after 500 free ones. I got my instructor, my adult, was willing to let my parent and my child talk and could hear it. My instructor, my adult, my inner voice said, you're ready. And I stood on stage shaking in my boots 
and I became a hero. Not to the audience, to me. I was saving the world. And the only reason I spoke all around the planet and worked with indigenous communities and took people to Nepal was to save people, save the planet, to be a hero. It's hard work being a hero. It cost me all the money in my life that I'd accumulated by the time I was 34. It cost me everything, every cent. It cost me seven years without pay in my 30s. That's not easy. With mortgages to, uh, with an uh, ex-wife to support and three children, I had to pay all those bills. So I had to earn money from doing something that didn't pay money. And I finally started up Inner Wealth and wrote a book. Why did I write a book? Why was I motivated to spend two years writing a book? I want to be a hero. I want to save people. I want to be Superman. I want to be Batman. Now I know it sounds childish and fictitious, but it's not I want to be Superman, the person who flies around the world faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a lo uh, locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, a mild-mannered reporter, saves the planet. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be what he represents. There's bad people, and I consider pollution bad. There's bad thoughts, and I consider aggression and violence bad. And I want to save people. I want to save the planet. And so that's why I became a professional speaker and roamed around the world, living 300 bed nights, 300 bed nights a year in hotels. And losing all my money again in New York, 20 years after the marriage. Why am I a coach? I, it, you know, I, I, I word it in a different way. I say I want to inspire people, but really, really, I just want to be a hero. And a hero, as I've learned, gets no glory. Flies off and is long forgotten. But what happens in the process of interacting with the hero? What happens as a coach, what happens as a speaker, is you influence people and, and help them live a better life. Save them from the myth of religions. Save them from the myths of memes, of co company cultures, of inappropriately positioned leaders who don't work on themselves and instead try to change everybody else. But the hero eventually ended up being a different person than I thought. Because it's me that needs to be my own hero before I stand on stage, before I coach, before I run an air pollution control business. None of those things are going to make me a hero because there's good and bad in everything. I have to see myself and respect myself and value myself as someone who is doing what I love most about Superman, helping people. Simple, isn't it? Helping people. Helping people when they need it. Well, a little bit of a story here today, but the question at the start was, what is a vision? I hope uh, I've helped you understand it a bit better. Bye for now.